Good afternoon or morning or evening whenever you're listening, but I am with the beautiful, talented, incredible Alyssa Bonagara. Hi! <laughs> Welcome to Applaudable Perspectives. And um, I knew Alyssa, I think, when she was a little girl. <laughs> yep. If you don't know who Alyssa Bonagura is, she is the daughter, the talented daughter of Kathy Bailey and Michael Bonagura, who were on RCA Records and who were uh, the trio. They had a trio called Bailey and the Boys, and um, I got to know them when I worked at RCA. And we kept in touch all these years, and they had this beautiful little girl who used to go on the road with them. And she inherited all this talent, and then she's gone on and soared on her own route. So welcome, welcome, Miss Alyssa. Thank you so much. What a sweet introduction. Thanks, Tam. And we got to work together mm. on a solo project that you did. Yeah, we did. It was called Road Less Traveled, and really, you helped me get it off the ground. Yeah, you kicked major butt. You played the <laughs> Pilgrimage Festival. That was awesome. We, yeah. That was in 2016 we did that record, which Goodness. is crazy to think about. Goodness, before COVID and everything. Yeah. And then you partnered with a talented young woman named Ruby Stewart and got a record deal called Sisterhood. Yeah, the Sisterhood Band. We were signed to, we were, it was funny because the same person that signed my parents or worked at RCA Records when they were signed, who's now the head of Sony, signed us. So it was a very, very full circle moment for me. But um, we were signed as a Sisterhood Band to Sony Nashville for three years. Wow. And um, toured all over the world. We were everywhere. We were in Australia. We were in England. Obviously, the UK. We did a lot of touring with um, with Ruby's dad, Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, that was really, really fun. Yeah, the videos were cool. Yeah, we had a great time. And learned then, a lot. And then, yeah, I learned so much about myself as a performer, too. Sure. Because I felt like I, I performed by myself all those years. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been making music since I was like two. <laughs> you know, like I just knew that I wanted to be a musician because I used to watch mom and dad sure. every night on stage. And then I remember running on stage at one point and she gave me the microphone and it was at the Big E Festival ah. um, where I sang like for the first time. And then I just have been singing ever since. But anyway, so it was a really, it was really cool to partner up with someone and learn how to be in a duo uh-huh. and... Um, and to step on a stadium stage and play acoustic with a guitar and a loop pedal and figure out what I was made of in those split seconds of like, oh my God, I'm playing a stadium right now. Do you get <laughs> stage fright? Well, I mean, what I can't imagine. What's that like opening and being in a stadium? Goodness. Yeah, it's really scary. I mean, like the first tour we ever did was opening for her father and it was it was a stadium tour in Jeez. the UK. So we were playing like massive soccer stadiums all across the United Kingdom and... Our first show was 28,000 people, oh. um, and it was scary. I mean, I'll never forget, like, the first time I walked on stage, and I, but once I hit the guitar note, like, the first note, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm home. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, the thought of everything before you go on stage, the, the pressure, mm. the fear, and then the music just started, and I was, everything's fine. It was great. So, but I always get nervous before I play a show anyway. Always. Regardless of where you are. Always. Interesting. Yeah. Now, okay, I'm going to back, I'm going to yeah. rewind a little bit. You are born and raised in this area. Yeah. You went to Father Ryan. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually a judge at the talent show at Father Ryan this week, Get which is out. really cool. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> they just asked me to do it. I thought that was so cool. You grew up in like the Franklin area. Your parents still live on Old Hillsborough Road. And then 
you had a really great experience. You you found out about LIPA yeah. from Saban Kennedy, yeah, yeah. a mutual friend. Yeah. And what is LIPA? Tell everybody. So LIPA is the Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts. It was founded and started by Paul McCartney and mm. Mark Featherstone Witty, who's also a sir. And um, and honestly, it was the only place I applied to go to college when I we were at a party. I remember it was with a party with my parents. I was a junior in high school. It was a Christmas party. And mm. Siobhan and Ray Kennedy were there. And Siobhan's from Liverpool. And so she started talking to me. And she was like, so where do you go into college? Have you looked at colleges? And <laughs> I said, I don't really know. I don't really want to go to college. I kind of just want to do music full time and, and really, you know, be a big star. That was my dream. And she said, well, did you know about the Paul McCartney School in Liverpool? And I said, Paul McCartney. You've got her down. <laughs> I said, Paul McCartney has a school in Liverpool. And she goes, yeah, it's the best in the world for music and for performing arts and everything. And so I, I, the next day I looked it up and I told my parents if I got in, I would go. And I got in on a full ride scholarship. I know. Which is crazy. So proud of you. Very, very much a godsend. But it was honestly three of the best years of my life. Yeah. And I did and, a lot while I was there. Yeah, you did. It's so wild. And you wrote a song while you were there. I did, yeah. Which became, I think, a seminal moment for you. Care to share? Yeah, so obviously it was raining all the time in Liverpool. And music for me has always been a, a healing a healing thing for mm-hmm. me. I mean, ever since I you know, started um, playing and stuff, I'd, I would like be at school and kids would make fun of me and I would go write about it. Like that was the only way that I was... It was like therapy for me. Why did they make fun of you? Who could make fun of you? I, don't know. I, didn't have, I, I had like one really good friend, and that was it. And she's still one of my best friends. But, oh, I love it. But it's okay. I was too. I was so busy. I was doing music and theater and mm-hmm. dance. I was mm-hmm. dancing and. But music for me was always my healing mm-hmm. process. So if I and I've always been really sensitive. So to me, it's like I have to write about something. It's just to get it out. Do you keep a diary? I do. Mm. Yeah, and. Um, but I'm I'm messy with it now because I'm I'm too ADHD and mm-hmm. like I it's like I take it takes so so long to write sometimes that I just I've never finished the story so so songs, Da Vinci was ADHD too it's well, okay there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like I I think if someone opened up all of my journals like the, half of them are not even finished you know and I pick up a new journal I start something new I'm very much like that but songs to me are the one place where I can finish it mm. and like store it, mm-hmm. you know, and then like get it out. So, um, so I make my own sunshine was started in Liverpool cause it rained all the time and I was missing my family, sure. you know? And I just, I remember I was out, um, I joined Pete Wiley in the mighty wah. He's a big Liverpool rock star. Uh-huh. And, um, he saw me play at this club called the Zanzibar, which is like this dive, really cool dive bar in Liverpool. And I was playing there every week. The, the guy, Tony, who just passed away, but he was the, he was the owner of Zanzibar. He wanted me to get my, my following up. So I did, I did a residency there every week and Pete Wiley just happened to be in the audience one night. And, um, and he was like, can you join me band? Can you play guitar in my band? I was like, I, that sounds amazing. You know, I didn't really know who he was. So I got to like learn about him. And that year we like, did the Queen's Variety Show. We opened for Ringo what? at the Echo Arena. And it was the Liverpool capital of culture in 2008. So it was like this crazy whirlwind of things. But his daughter is called Mersey Wiley. And I remember the After two, the river. After the river. And we were going to a show when I, she invited me out to go. And I was, I just was sad. I just like was missing home and yeah. FaceTiming and, you know. And, she, and it was, ra- it was 
hissing down rain. Yeah. yeah. And it was freezing. And yeah. she was like, come on, Alyssa, we're going to see a show. And I was like, I don't want to go. She's like, come on. So we're, we're walking down the street and she's got the umbrella and, and we're, and I'm like, how do you deal with this? I'm like, you grew up in this? Like, it rains every day. There's never sunshine. She was like, we always create our own sunshine. And I just, that really stuck with me forever. Mm. And and I it changed my whole perspective on life mm. in one sentence. So I wrote about it. And I, I wrote this little chorus. And it was like, you know, it don't matter if it's rain and I make my own sunshine. And I never finished it. And I came home. Um, I graduated in 2009. I came back to Nashville. I got a job at a publishing company writing songs and they went through my whole catalog and they found that chorus. And they were like, why haven't you finished this song? And I was like, I don't know. It's just a little silly thing to pick me up. It's a ditty. It's a little ditty when I was was feeling down. And and, uh, they said, you got to finish it. So I finished it and I recorded it in my room. I remember like writing and I was like, all right, maybe I guess somebody might like this song. Finished it. And then two months later, it was on a nationwide Lowe's commercial unbelievable yeah Yeah. it was super wild um and then what's interesting that song is just like it's it has a life of its own doesn't it yeah because then i was playing a show in nashville on my 27th birthday and steven tyler came to it because he was making a country album at the time Mm -hmm. so he was in town and um i played i played the song there and he came up to me after the show and, and said hey Alyssa, you know can you send me that song and i was like yeah, and so he ended up cutting it on his number one country. Album. And his version totally different. It's so cool. It's very cool, but it's very yeah. Steven Tyler esque. Yeah, as only he could make it. I know. Yeah, it was really really cool. And I remember he called. I was in the UK on tour, and he called me, and I was in a pub, and I had like an unknown number on my phone, and it was Steven, and he goes, "Hey, listen, I'm in Maui right now, and I just got the best ukulele player in Maui to play on your song." <laughs> And I just thought that I was like, all right, this round's on me, y'all. You know, so I remember like buying everybody a drink and being like, this is the coolest moment of my life. <laughs> it was really cool. So you're splitting your time now between yeah. uh, Nashville and in London, London. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And of course, you still have friends in Liverpool. Yeah. You have a new beau. Yeah, he's so wonderful. So we don't want to jinx it, but he's anyway. He's Steve. in my new music video. You can see him. Yeah, yeah. So talk about your new project. Yeah, so I've been I've been working on music the last two years. Um, Sisterhood band kind of split up in mm-hmm. 2020, and um, and I really just, just had, in time for COVID. I know it's it was actually a blessing in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because it it brought me back to my parents' house, and mm-hmm. I got to like spend time getting back to who Alyssa is and mm-hmm. who I've always been, but I maybe had forgotten about, you know, and. Um, I ended up actually going back to the UK in 2020 when the pandemic was kind of opening up again in August of 2020. And I went over and I was like, I got to see my, my mates from college. Mm. And so and they all stayed there. Yeah. A lot of them mm. still live in Liverpool, but a lot of them live in London. So I went to London and um, I ended up like filming um, an entire, like it was my rec- my new record that I'm working on, but I did a whole live show with a friend of mine Um got a band together and it was just so cool. So I, I've been going back and forth there ever since I went to college and, mm-hmm. and this new music is just, um, do you feel at home in both places or do you just, is your heart kind of drifting across the pond now? I think that I love coming back to Nashville. Mm. Like the minute I step off the plane onto the BNA carpet, I'm like, it's like this weird feeling of like being home. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like I really became a woman. Yeah. There you go. In England. Yeah. And uh-huh. so when I'm there, I feel different. I mm-hmm. feel like 
a more empowered version of myself, mm, which is strange because it's interesting. here it's like a comfort. It's like a big blanket. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like my comfort zone. So well, I, you can have the best of both worlds. Yeah. In a sense, you know? Yeah. So you, you, um, we were talking about your parents and you were, you were like, you know, your, your mom and dad there, you just sort of, it's in, it's in the blood, it's in yeah. the water, if you will. Yeah. And you're saying, you know, my mom, I want my mom to write more. She needs to write. Yeah. Do you write every day? Do you, do you, is it like, or I'm going to make sure that I write one song a week or do you just write only when you're inspired or. I only write when I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. I, I was writing for a long time, like where. The when pub- you had a deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When publishers were setting me up and I still do those writes, which is so fun. I write when I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll still write with co-writes and, you mm-hmm. know, and I love doing that, but, but mainly my, I think my favorite songs are the ones that I get to write where it's just like, it, it hits me, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. falling in love or if I'm sad or if I'm happy, it's like mm-hmm. I have to capture that moment or else it's gone. You know? Did so, you write a lot during COVID? I mean, of course, everyone ha- kind of got through that on their own terms. Yeah. I actually, I wrote so many songs during COVID and mm-hmm. I did a lot of Zoom writes too and my first song back as a solo artist was a song called New Wings mm-hmm. that I wrote on Zoom with a with an amazing producer artist um, or artist producer called Togs mm-hmm. and he's from Canada and mm-hmm. so the two of us were writing this amazing song and he had this awesome track and I had read about um, you know the journey of a butterfly and how the struggle through the cocoon is the is the most important part mm-hmm. and and if it skips that process its wings are underdeveloped and so to me, I I looked at 2020 as my cocoon year. Sure. Which was weird because we were all stuck mm-hmm. inside for a bit, you mm-hmm. know, which yeah. I, I lo- started looking at it as, all right, if this is me turning into a butterfly and I've been a caterpillar, like how do I, how do I make my wings strong? And so that was me just writing and, and really healing stuff that I had maybe been through that I had to kind of bury for a while, you mm. know, because when you're performing and touring, you don't have time to deal with all that stuff. You mm. just got to get up and sing. So, sure. so I did a lot of writing during COVID. Mm. So you're going back to England yeah. this week mm-hmm. and hopefully there'll be a new project that yeah. you're working on. Have you got an album ready to go? I do. It's almost, it's almost, I keep saying it's almost finished, yeah. but um, it keeps evolving and changing a little mm-hmm. bit. So I'm, and I'm currently independent, and so I'm just trying to figure out the best way to go forward. But I've been releasing, I released about four songs in the last year and a half, mm-hmm. just on my own. And it's been really wonderful to get music out, and also to have the support from New Music Friday and Spotify and Apple mm-hmm. Music. And um, yeah, it's been really good. I always ask my um, guest pearls of wisdom, anything that you've learned, either professionally, personally, or both, words, words that you've been taught or advice that you've been given mm. uh, that you'd like to share and maybe advice that you were given and maybe didn't take and wish you would, <laughs> would <Yeah. have. laughs> the one that comes to mind is fear is false evidence appearing real, real. Mm-hmm. and I heard that in some kind of I don't remember it was the, the first time I heard it was in COVID mm. like someone had like a preacher or some motivational mm. speaker I was listening to said it and our I first like, time I heard it was studying uh, religious science with Mitch Johnson he's the first amazing. person that, yeah but when you start to think of fear in that way it's it's really mind-blowing because you're like wait a minute I'm creating this reality reality so I think if there was anything I could say to anyone about any scenario it's that like mm-hmm. remember when you're afraid of something it's false evidence appearing real and you have to turn that around and and realize that we create our own reality 
You said something earlier about rejection, and yeah. I, uh, speak to that because I love that. I'm going. I'm going to remember that. That Re- was good for me. Yeah, another another one that I've heard, um, and my one of my best friends, Jackie Lee. He's mm-hmm. an amazing um, country artist. He is a very inspiring human in my life. Um, been really grateful to have his friendship. But he said to me, "Rejection is God's protection," and to always remember that. And I've always remembered that ever since I've gone through loss or people have broken my heart or whatever. It's like when things don't work out, it's God redirecting your path. And I truly believe that on an everyday basis, we are protected. Mm-hmm. And and when things aren't working, when the doors are closing, I feel like it's okay because it's not meant for you. Mm-hmm. And whatever is, or it working. might not be meant for you right now. Yeah, it might. The timing might not be right. Maybe the wings need to get a little stronger. Yes, because you mm. can't cut the process. I, I read this. The reason new wings came about was from a, a, a story by Paolo Coelho, who wrote The Alchemist. Mm. And it's like this guy walking past a branch, and he sees this but this cocoon hanging, and and this butterfly is like really struggling, and so he feels compelled to help it. And he's like, if I get a pair of scissors and I open up this cocoon, this butterfly is going to burst out and fly. And unfortunately, he does it, and the butterfly falls to the ground, and its mm-hmm. wings are underdeveloped. And the whole part of the story is that you can't cut the process mm-hmm. of struggle in half in your life because it's always preparing you and making you stronger. Um, and I, yeah, I do love. I love. I love that rejection is God, God's redirection. Mm, I or love that protection. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, yeah. if they want to do a, do a Facebook page, yeah. do you have, I mean, how do people connect with you? How do they get your music? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Alyssa Bonagura. I'm on Facebook at Alyssa Bonagura and Twitter. And um, I run my website. I run my all my socials. My music is out everywhere on iTunes and Spotify, Amazon, mm-hmm. all whatever streaming services. But um, it's really fun to connect with my fans. And Instagram is kind of where I am on a daily basis. So, and and if people want to book you, they can book you that way. If you, yeah, they want you to do a house concert or something. Absolutely. And you were talking about wanting to do a podcast yourself, which I hope you yes. do. And yes. I hope that you invite me. And t- what's Duh. the name? What's the name of the podcast? I'm definitely starting a podcast called uh, Make Your Own Sunshine. Yeah, there you go. And um, I just want it to empower people. I want to talk to people like you who have you know gone through success and how you've been able to overcome certain um, you know mountains and difficulties mm-hmm. in your career and how you overcame those and got to the next place and I just think that's really important for people to hear about because a lot of people don't see the hard work that mm-hmm. it takes to kind of get where you're going you know and um, we only see like the good things that happen. So mm. anyway, so yeah, I'm starting it. So you'll have to be my first grace, guest. Grace under pressure sometimes as well. Yeah. And, and you know, I think as a, in this business, we you talk about rejection. There's lots and lots of rejection. Yeah. And I'm not a songwriter, but for every phone call I make, for every press release that goes out that mm. we do, you know, we might send out 10 press releases and one outlet picks yeah. it up yeah. and then it's to try to get anyone on the phone you, it's right. just constant uh wait and see wait and see wait and see and, yeah. and you it's just the law of averages it's the tenacity that mm. gets you there and so it is about how do you how do you keep persevering and how do you be happy for other people's success and yeah. not being resentful and yeah. continue to wake up every morning and the bottom line is you don't have a choice 
You're a creative. Yeah. That's who you are. I know. There's no plan B. No. No, exactly. <laughs> you can't give up, you know, and, and even the dips and like the, you know, when you kind of, you get things like a, a massive Lowe's commercial and then you kind of dip back into trying to figure out where you're going next and mm-hmm. what, what comes next. And I It's a know, humbling experience, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because like, and I think I really learned that the music is made by me, but it's really not made by me. It's made from God. Like mm-hmm. I'm just a messenger and I, and I'm happy to be. It's like tapping the into the source. Totally. Yeah. And I think those, I think that we just have to be the people that have gifts of music. They have to grab it when it comes, because I think it's really important for, for healing other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thank you, Elizabeth. Love you. love you back. Bye. <laughs>